If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Health Printer Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Yuri back with you today. We're speaking with the co-founder and president of a company called Sweet Defeat, and her name is Ariane Perry. Now, she is an elite athlete turned health entrepreneur, having discovered the incredible benefits of a low-sugar lifestyle through her personal nutrition journey. She launched uh, Sweet Defeat to help millions of people live healthier, happier lives by making it easy to eat less sugar. Now, what is Sweet Defeat? Well, it's a minty lozenge made from plant-based ingredients that is clinically proven to reduce desire for sugar. And she brought Sweet Defeat from concept to market by leading product design and branding, securing patents and clinical studies, establishing a transparent supply chain, and building a community of raving fans. In this episode, Ariane's going to share how they took this product and how to bring a product to market properly. I mean, we're not talking about an ebook here. We're talking about like a legitimate consumable product and what they did to take it from concept all the way to launching this bad boy. And I think you'll get a lot of value out of this one. Um, before her company, she actually um, went to school, got her MBA from Columbia Business School, uh, BN Economics from the University of Michigan. And she was also the captain of the varsity track and cross-country teams, which won several national titles back in those days. So she's a big, big, um, you know, health enthusiast. She's she's active. She's a former, you know, big-time runner. And she's kind of brought all that stuff together into an amazing company that is doing some really cool things to help people get through their sugar cravings. So without any further ado, uh, let's welcome Ariane to the Health Burner Podcast. Ariane, welcome to the Health Burner Podcast. How are you? I am good, Yuri. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on the show because you're up to some pretty cool stuff and you're a former high-level athlete, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're still a pretty competitive athlete, right? Once an athlete, always an athlete. That's right. That's that's, relates to that. I know you were a pro soccer player. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a disease that we have. And if you're listening to this and you're a former athlete, I really think it's a good disease to have because it more than anything, I think it's a mindset. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. It's, it's the mindset of thinking... It's competitive, but it's with oneself and with others. So it's kind of this constant pursuit of excellence in what we do and what we build and, um, you know, setting goals and figuring out how to get there. Um, Because I think that what applies physically also applies to a business or a personal goal or or really anything. I've, I've taken it almost as far as not publicly saying this, but if I were to you know, moving forward, it actually makes a lot of sense just to hire other athletes. To work with because it's just like it's that common breed of people who kind of get this and it's just a cool mindset so i'm excited to have you here um so you've run so you're a former runner that's that was your gig 
Yeah, I I did a bunch of sports growing up and I, I started running in middle school and the first race I was ever in, I shocked myself and everyone around me by winning an 800 meter race by over 100 meters. And I think I fell in love with winning. But what I really fell in love with was the sport. Um, when I started training and kind of enjoying the act of going on a long run with friends or, you know, going on a long run alone and sort of having that be meditative time. Um, so that became my main high school sport. I ran in college at the University of Michigan. Um, my team was big 10 champion seven times over. Cause when you're a runner, you're always in season, you're running cross country in the fall, then you're doing indoor track in the winter and then, um, outdoor track in the spring. So I was part of a really incredible team, had a good coach. Um, and then took, I didn't go pro in my sport, but I, I, I took my running with me, if you will, to, to New York city where I started working in finance and joined a running club and I ran some marathons and I still jump in a road race every now and then. Um, because I just, I just love, I love to compete even if it's not my personal best. Sure. That's awesome. You've run three sub hour, sorry, you've run three hour or sub three hour marathons. Is that correct? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't even, I don't, I don't think I've ever run a marathon. I think for me, a marathon is like 5k. I'm good. But, um, it's, it's not, not for everybody. Yeah. And for me, it's not even a, a, a frequent thing. It's yeah. very hard on the body. Yeah, totally. So how has, how did you go from running to finance to building out this, this company, uh, just so everyone knows called is the product is called sweet defeat, which is, uh, maybe you can tell our listeners a bit more about it, but it's a really interesting concept. So how did you, how did you how, like, how did this journey all come about? Well, with, with the running background, um, and also with a personal interest in nutrition, I've been committed to health and fitness my entire life. It's always been a priority for me, something I love learning about and sharing with others. And I, I also am a, I mean, I'm an intellectually curious person. So I love learning about everything, whether scientific or economic or financial. And, you know, back to our earlier conversation about being competitive, it's like, well, what's, you know, what, what's the job that you're supposed to get after college? Well, you're supposed to work for a bank. Um, or that's how it was when I, when I graduated. And, um, I was lucky enough to get a job at JP Morgan, which is an incredible firm and really admire the CEO, JP, um, Jamie diamond. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going pro in my sport. I'm working in corporate finance, health and fitness are a priority. And, I'm working in this demanding desk job, right? Like <laughs> I'm like, life is different. And I found it really difficult to eat healthy, even though I knew what I should be eating. And I, I tried all these different things and I, you know, I was falling into the late lunch trap of waiting until the last minute and then running out and making kind of a, a bad choice, eating it really fast and then feeling way too full, um, you know, ordering to the office at night and then going to the vending machine, like these bad habits. And I was like, why, why am I falling into these habits? Like, I know they're not good ones. And what I realized is I was just eating way too much sugar in unexpected places in, you know, yogurt and green juice and granola bars and, you know, things that I had thought of as healthy in the past, but I realized I was eating way too much sugar. So low sugar became my philosophy. And I had a number of different roles at JP Morgan and was really looking for more out of my career. And I went to Columbia Business School and was exploring a lot of different options and met my co-founder, Rob Goldstein. And he's a successful investor. So we shared that, that finance background. But he had, he had this idea that taste is connected to how much we eat. And I thought that was really interesting. And we dug into that and the research that we did talking to doctors and scientists, nutritionists, and um, we'll talk more about developing Sweet Defeat. But that led to the business that is Sweet Defeat. And it's about a low sugar lifestyle, which 
is my nutritional philosophy. And so with the product is also content and we're just obsessed with customer results. Um, so that's really my, (laughs) that's my journey. And it's, it's so cool to have my day to day be integrating these things that I care so much about personally. And the business itself has attracted talented team members that also share that interest in health and wellness. And, you know, obviously our customers are looking for results and interested in their health and wellness. So it's, it's great to be surrounded in my personal and professional life by something that has always been a priority for me and something I care very much about. Sure. That's great. So you, you have the idea of kind of a low sugar lifestyle. What was the thinking to develop a product like Sweet Defeat, which is essentially a, so it's a, a lozenge that's plant-based um, and it reduces sugar cravings pretty much, right? Yes. So the thought behind it is kind is very simple. Um, what Rob and I thought was, what's with a sweet tooth? Like why after you have a meal and you've had a big meal maybe if you've been out or if it's a holiday, why do you still crave dessert? Or, you know, if you have one bite of dessert and then you want the second bite more than the first, like what, what is that about? And, you know, with, with that thought in mind, and then also the knowledge that 90% of foods today have some form of sugar and food tastes awesome. And that's very different from how our ancestors evolved. And we evolved in this world of scarcity where sugar really only existed in fruit. And, you know, now it's added to many foods and it's available in all kinds of different forms. And, um, so sugar's everywhere. And what's a sweet tooth? Well, it's our brain. It's how our brains evolved. Like we are hardwired to crave sweet things because sweet was this source of, or this signal that there was nutrient and calorically dense food. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, sweet taste connected to how we, how much we eat for sure. Um, if we affect taste, can that affect desire for food? Like, could you do the reverse, right? Take a bite of, bite of cake. You want the second bite more than the first. So we, we talked to a bunch of experts and we ended up, um, speaking with the scientists at the Minnell Institute at the University of Pennsylvania Research Institute for Taste and Smell Leading Institute. Um, and they suggested gymnema, which is the Ayurvedic herb that is the key ingredient in sweet defeat. And it's something that you can buy in teas and you can buy in capsules. And unfortunately, it's very bitter, like most herbs. And so we thought this works. You know, this is something that can actually give people the edge to stick to their healthy eating plans, but it's got to taste good and it's got to be in a form where you can use it in any moment, right? If you're at a party or if you're at home or you're at your desk, it's got to be portable. So our early development was, can we make this taste good? And what the result ended up being is a patent on a combination of ingredients, gymnema, zinc, and mint, and they work synergistically and taste much, much better than just the herb on its own. So yes, all the ingredients in our lozenge are plant-based. We're obsessed with that. Um, we own the supply chain for Gymnema because we wanted to control end to end and have full transparency into that ingredient because it had to be consistent quality, purity, and taste. Um, and all of our early work was really done on both the supply chain, the patents, and there are three clinical studies demonstrating that in this lozenge form, Gymnema reduces desire for sugar, double-blind, placebo-controlled, um, to have been published in peer-reviewed journals. So it's it's cool. It's really cool new science. That's awesome. So how, what is, you know, I mean, this is obviously, you know, a lot of people get into supplements or consumables. A lot of times they just white label stuff or they, 
you know, they kind of slap their own label on, on something pretty generic. You guys have pretty much customized this from scratch and controlled the whole process, which is awesome. What, what have you learned in that process? What are, you know, some of the challenges that you had to overcome and, you know, what have you learned in that process of, of kind of taking that concept to market from a production standpoint? From a production standpoint, um, I have learned everything about the regulatory environment, both in the U.S. and globally, um, how to select and maintain a relationship with a contract manufacturer, all about the GMPs, and, you know, some scary stuff, too, about the ingredient industry and the very rudimentary quality testing that's that's accepted. Um, so we've actually looked to pharmaceutical techniques and our first hire was an incredible PhD organic chemist who is dedicated to nutrition herself. And, um, you know, she really brings techniques from the pharmaceutical world to managing our supplement supply chain. So I think lots of really cool, like learnings about manufacturing and sourcing and supply chains from a business perspective. And then, um, some, you know, scientifically interesting learnings about, analysis techniques, and then kind of some scary learnings about industry practices. Um, but we have been able to find some really great partners that believe in the same methodologies that we do. So um, there are awesome partners out there. That's great. That's awesome. So in, in the business right now, like what is your unique genius? Like what's the thing that you do? Like if there is nothing, if you could delegate everything except for like one thing or activity, what is that thing for you? For me, it's, it's the vision and that this is, we, we started with a product, but we're, we're a movement. Like we will always focus on our customer. We will always be dedicated to changing their lives and to delivering real information that's based on science and innovative products. I mean, our key, we have our key product, we've got other products in the pipeline and we want to be a voice in this converse, global conversation about low sugars and lifestyle. So I think that where, where many leaders end up is they are the inspiration. Like you're the cheerleader, you're the coach, you're, you're the vision, you're the voice. Um, and you have to, I mean, I want to hire people that are better than me at everything, but at the end of the day, the inspiration I think has to come from, from a leader. So, um, yeah, I do like everything else. Like I wear lots of different hats and I, I've started to be able to delegate more by building my team, but, um, yeah, it's, it's that vision. That's awesome. So talking about taking the product to market, like what, what was the, what does the business model look like? How did you get this product into the hands of your customers? Like, what is that, what does that look like? We, so we, we launched in January with a multi-channel approach, multi-channel marketing approach and a single sales channel approach. So we deliberately wanted to sell through sweetdefeat.com so that we could have a direct line to our customer. They can have a direct line to us and we can get them talking to each other. We wanted to build a community. Um, so we sell through sweetdefeat.com and we actually do have retail on the roadmap for the fall, um, national retail partnership. Um, but in January we launched with all these tactics, both online and offline and, we, ha we, we just immediately got a lot of traction online. I think that what's really special about, you know, social paid social marketing, which is a little bit in the spotlight right now with a negative lens. Um, and there's obviously been changes to the Facebook algorithm, but what's special about it is you can find people very quickly that you can help. Mm -hmm. And 
you can get in front of them and you can give them information. You can drive them to your site and get them product and get them results. And then they talk back to you, right? Like they come and they review on your page and they like it and they comment and they leave reviews. And so it becomes this like way to accelerate what used to just be word of mouth. And we can measure and we can, we can understand who is our customer even more quickly than we could if we launched and got customers and then did, did focus groups, right? Like we, we know sort of analytically something about our customer in addition to what, what they tell us. So that's been some really incredible traction. That's awesome. So when you say social marketing, are you talking specifically about Facebook ads, Instagram ads, or are you yep. talking about like influencer marketing? All the above. Both? So Facebook ads and Instagram ads are both managed through the Facebook yep. ad manager. Um, and then we do paid search as well through Google and Bing. We have an SEO strategy that's building. Um, so in addition to our content that is our brand voice and talks, basically delivers our philosophy and great information to our customers is also optimized for search engines. Nice. And um, we also do influencer. We're not doing a ton because we didn't really, we want to do it a little bit more authentically. And so we've sort of identified a few pockets where it's authentic for the influencer and it's very interesting to their following. So we'd love to build that um, more, but we also work with publishers that have relevant audiences to either, you know, they'll write about us and then we'll do, we'll do some paid promotion like through their email channels or their social channels. So those are all really great, really great tactics to get in front of people that are relevant. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Facebook advertising for anyone listening, who's not using it, I mean, you're crazy. It's such, it, it, it levels the playing field because you can come from ground zero to scaling very quickly, assuming you have a great product and you know your numbers properly. It's the easiest way to get started for any business. And I, I, I still don't know why a lot of people are afraid of it. I think, who knows? I mean, it's probably the easiest platform to advertise on. Um, but as you said, you guys started in January, which is as of this recording, like what, six, seven months ago, which is fairly recent and you can get a lot of traction very quickly. So search, I think is really valuable to you. You guys are obviously building that on the back end. That's a long-term strategy. Um, but we know that most people are gonna research online before buying things anyway. So it's nice to have the best of both worlds there. So what is what is the next six months? Like what does the rest of the year look like from a, from a marketing standpoint? You talked about you know getting into retail. Um, is it just more of the same in terms of the the current model and getting more traction with that, or is there anything new that you guys are building out? It's uh, it's it is more of the same, um, but it's also some some new tactics and some exciting new partnerships. So we, um, with the retail launch, we'll want to have a digital strategy that supports retail. Um, but there's so much more optimization that we can do with the digital channels. I mean, probably you could optimize forever. Um, and we just try to keep our metrics in mind. I, I, you know, offer to your listeners and, you know, to all my friends and people that ask me about my experience, just make a reasonable estimate about what each customer is worth to you, um, in, in a dollar amount and then get comfortable with what percent of that you're willing to spend to acquire that customer. So you should always be thinking my cost of acquisition is X. My lifetime value of a customer is two and a half, three, four times X, depending on your cost structure. So, you know, I always offer that up as a metric. And for us, it's just continuing to optimize that um, through all of our paid channels and 
the new exciting things we're considering are things like podcasts and also radio and um, some alternative print media that, you know, has a low cost per million, cost per million, cost per million impressions. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's impression, CPM. I just want to say millions is M, but yeah, cost per CPM. And we're looking for also other channels like home shopping and we're planning to launch on Amazon and we're planning to do some, you know, some bigger partnerships. So, um, it's, it's all going to definitely play into each other and have ripple effects, but we're, we're always thinking about how can we do what we're doing now better and what are some other really effective tactics we could be using. It's awesome. Very cool. I mean, I can only, I mean, you don't have to disclose your LTV, but I can't, I can only imagine that it's not thousands of dollars. So how do you guys is obviously the name of the game for you guys is going to be scale in terms of volume. Um, how do you guys maximize lifetime customer value with the product that is um, lower priced with, um, with what you guys currently have? It really comes down to the community and being a source for people of information where it's not just getting product in their hand, but it's getting them the information that they need to use it to make a serious change in their lives. So what we hear from, from our customers is that they'll use Sweet Defeat for several months. They'll make this change to a low sugar lifestyle, but then life happens. And maybe you go on vacation and you need to get back on track or, you know, it's the holidays and then it's time for a cleanse maybe afterwards. And that's where Sweet Defeat can really be a great tool in getting back on track. So what we believe is if we can deliver our customers great information, great customer experience on top of a really great product that delivers on its promise, that they'll stay with us and they'll bring other customers to us. And when we roll out products in the future, they'll be interested in those products. Um, so it's it's really about that community, building the community. That's smart. Uh, a lesson for everyone listening. So what you, what I think you guys have done really well, Ariane, is like you've built, you're building a brand. Like you're building a, it's a, it's a company, it's not a product. And I think that's really, really smart because it's never just about a product. Because if you build the infrastructure and the visibility around content, around the platform, it's it's market centric, it's customer centric, and you can always pivot, you can always introduce new things. And I think a lot of people in the consumable space, they just slap stuff up on Amazon and then they just hope stuff will work or they have an e-commerce site that sells stuff. But I think the, the biggest opportunity, this is one of the things that we work a lot with our clients on is you have more than a product, like it's a movement. Like, and you guys are a great example of this, is like if you build a movement around a product, it's not about the product anymore because your customers will be asking for more stuff from you eventually. They'll be like, what do you come down the pipeline? Or I think this would be a good idea. And they want to be more involved with your brand. So I think you guys are a great example of doing something meaningful beyond just like put this in your mouth. So I just want to commend you on that. Oh, thank you. It means a lot. So what do you think is like out of, since you guys have started, what's one of the biggest challenges you've had to face um, from a, a production, marketing, operation standpoint, what's maybe something that was not foreseen or forecasted that you kind of ran into? And what was the lesson you had to learn from that? We had everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I tell everyone that's starting a business, it will take longer, it will be harder, and you can never predict everything, but yeah. that's what makes it fun. Um, you know, production was really hard for us early on just because of owning the entire supply chain. Um, that's no longer an issue. And when I say hard, just took longer. 
Um, and because of the quality metrics and wanting everything to be very, very consistent every time, it just took some time to lock that down before we started producing product for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a challenge early on. Um, now I think that it's just a con it's that constant iteration about around the marketing channels. So it's how can we do better in the channels that we have traction and how can we add other channels cost effectively and how can we as a team maintain priorities and not get sucked into too many small things and just keep the big picture in mind. Yeah. Cool. It's, uh, it's valuable. And so you have an MBA. Do you find when you look back at your time going through business school, do you think that prepared you well for having your own business? Yes and no. I don't know that anything can necessarily prepare you for um, having your own business. But what was very valuable to me in business school, um, well, let me start with what's valuable now is my network from business school. Yeah. So my, my classmates and even um, other alumni that have businesses in similar spaces, um, you know, beauty and personal care included. So it's just this automatic um, network of people to compare notes and help each other. So that's really valuable. And then I took a lot of investing classes in business school where you really dig in and try to understand a business, it's customers, it's vendors, it's industry, the tailwinds, evaluation. And I think that that work in particular helped me develop the research skills that have actually translated really well to entrepreneurship. It's like, how do I figure out, how do I figure out what I need to know about something I know nothing about and then actually figure those things out so that I can quickly become not a thorough expert, not a, like I know every detail, but an expert in the sense that I know what I, I know what is most important. So I think that that was a really helpful skill from business school. Nice. Awesome. And what advice would you give to other MBA grads or other coaches or entrepreneurs coming into the health space, building their own businesses, knowing what you know now, what advice, whether it's a, a product-based business or more of a service-based, like what, from your experience, would you tell them if you're sitting down over a green juice or coffee with them? Do your research, um, understand how many people might be after the exact same thing you're after and try to find something that is unique and be authentic. It has to be authentic to you because it's going to start to be 24 seven. And, um, the more authentic it is to your own beliefs, the more successful you'll be. Awesome. And what do you think is one skill entrepreneurs must have for lasting success? Grit. <laughs> Never give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. You know, being able to roll up your sleeves and be comfortable with doing whatever it takes. That's great. Um, that's, that's. I call it delusional optimism. Like you have, <laughs> you have to be delusionally optimistic when everything well, is falling apart around you. That's really well and put. There's well, a reason why most businesses don't succeed because I don't believe <laughs> most people have what it takes to take the risk to continually get up after being knocked down. And it's, uh, I think it's really a tremendous personal growth journey to have your own business. It's been amazing. I, I feel really lucky to, you know, have met my co-founder to have great investors and to be working on this product that 
is making such an incredible impact on people's lives. And I love it myself too. Um, so I am very grateful for, for this journey that I'm on. Yeah, totally. That's great. Well, Ariane, this has been really, really awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing everything you've shared so far. Are you ready for the rapid five? Oh my gosh. All right. Still have Pop a sweet defeat. Let's do this. Um, okay, so five rapid fire questions. Nothing too incriminating. Don't worry, it's all good. So okay. whatever comes top of mind. Okay, number one, what is your biggest weakness? I take on too much. Cool. I don't think anyone can relate to that in the entrepreneurial space. Um, number two, what is your biggest strength? Determination. Number three, what's one skill you've become dangerously good at in order to grow your business? Analysis. Nice. Number four, what do you do first thing in the morning? Workout. Are you, uh, what does the workout look like for you? I primarily alternate between lifting and running. I also do, I like, I like Pilates classes that are known as bar classes. I like those a lot. Um, And then on the weekend I'll do boot camps or like high intensity interval training. Um, but yeah, during the week I get up, I work out and that's my time to clear my head and think about the day. And, um, I try not to do a meet. I try not to get in my email immediately, but rather write down some notes. I also have a gratitude practice and I recommend that for anybody that is feeling a little negative or is fighting some demons. Like just first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, write down three things you're thankful for. And that, I mean, there's even research behind it. Um, that that will just turn your own personal energy. Big time. You can't be stressed when you're thankful. I know, right? Yeah. Like, oh. And it's like, no, I'm going to feel bad. I refuse to be grateful about stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> master your emotion. Yeah, exactly. Um, finally, complete the sentence. I know I'm being successful when. Mm. I know I'm being successful when I'm having a positive impact on other people's lives, customers, awesome. team members. Beautiful. Love it. Ariane, Perry, there we go, guys. Ariane, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been a lot of fun. Likewise. You know, Yuri, it was so nice to meet you. Likewise. I feel like continuing the conversation. Yeah, for sure. And what is the best place for our listeners to check out what you guys are up to and maybe get their hands on it as well? Yeah, sweetdefeat.com or, you know, go to any of our social pages and um, love to, obviously love to answer any questions and, you know, love to bring more people into into the movement. Totally. Guys, we'll link up to that on the show notes as well for you guys. Um, but yeah, try it out for yourself. I mean, if like all of you listening are in the health space, you're coaching and working with clients who most likely have sugar addictions or cravings, this is a product that can tremendously help them. So check it out for yourself. If it's a good fit, recommend it to your clients, your patients, your, your colleagues, your friends, your family. I think it'd be a great addition to their pantry and their um, and their lifestyle regime. So thank you once again, Ariane. Thanks, Yuri. So there we go. Hope you enjoyed this one. Always great to connect with people doing great stuff in this world. And and, and my goal is to bring you know different guests of different walks of life in the health space. You know, some are product creators, some are um, you know coaches, some are info marketers. And I want to bring you these different people to show you that there's a lot of common themes and trends, no matter what type of business you have. There's a lot of the same obstacles, a lot of the same mindset stuff. And um, I hope you really enjoyed this this interview for um, for what Ariana was able to do and what what they're currently doing with Sweet Defeat because their company still is fairly young in its evolution. Now, if you want to connect with amazing people in the health space, you want to really get behind the curtains 
of what's happening in their businesses and really get a better understanding of like what goes into creating a product or what goes into launching a coaching business or what goes into all this stuff and get like spend more time with these individuals to get, you know, just to kind of get to know them and get to know their businesses and have them support you and vice versa, then I want to urge you to check out our Healthpreneur Live event. Again, this is 150 people. We cap it at that. It's by invitation, by application only. It takes place September 20th to 23rd in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's a little, like, a little bit more than a month away. So uh, spots are obviously almost gone. We have to let the venue know by the end of August. That's the final cutoff date. And here's what I want you to do if you want to be surrounded by a group of amazing health entrepreneurs to help you connect with great people, connect with big ideas, and really take your mindset to the next level to create amazing things in your business. So if you want to join us, here's where we're going to go right now healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash live. That's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash live. On the page, there's a red button that says request an invitation. Click on that, fill out the questions on the following page and submit. We'll get that information, we'll review it and we'll get back to you within a day or two and we'll let you know if you're good to go to join us at the events. We have a whole spectrum of people from kind of beginner-ish. I mean, people who, you know, I mean, if you don't have, if you have nothing going on, like this is probably not the right event. But if you have an existing business, whether it's, you know, no matter where it is in its evolution, or if you're super successful already and you want to connect with other great successful leaders in our space, uh, this is a great event to be at. There's no ego. And that's why we bring the two spectrums together. I mean, it's really important to be surrounded with people that are playing at a higher level than you, but I also believe that it's important to connect with people that are maybe at a lower level than you, not um, not in the sense that they're lower human beings, but just maybe they're one or two steps behind from in their business journey because the teacher learns most. And so I really believe that it's important to give and share and kind of you know help people a little bit behind you, but it's also really great to be pulled ahead from people in front of you. And that's part of what we're doing with this event. And last year's event, we had 110 amazing people. They said it was the best event they've ever been to. Uh, it's a really, really unique experience. It's not your typical conference where you sit down and get firehosed information for three days straight. We only have six speakers this year. We have a lot of downtime, a lot of connection time, and most of the sharing. We've had a lot of people who want to speak at the event. And I said, listen, we only have six speakers. Most of the sharing and the teaching is happening peer-to-peer at the tables and during breaks. It's very, very unique from any event you've ever been to. And I guarantee if you come to this event, you will be floored by what you experience. And that's just because we are so um, dedicated to creating an amazing experience that is at the level of connection that you're probably not going to see anywhere else. So if you're interested in joining us, Again, go right now to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash live, submit your application, and let's uh, let's make that happen. Cool? So we only have a few spots left. The cutoff is only a few weeks away, and it would be uh, it would suck to, to miss out on this once again. This is our annual family gathering. We only do this once a year, and it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to seeing you at HP Live, which is my short form version of saying Healthpreneur Live and I'll see you in the next episode.